Hello, and welcome to the County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of The Conversation, we're talking with 2nd Lieutenant Chuck Riddle of Fairfax County's Police Department. He's with the Tyson's Urban Team, the lead entity for the county's Christmas anti-theft team. Lieutenant, thanks for uh, being here to talk to us about, I don't know, financial crimes, holiday safety tips, all that kind of fun stuff that we don't like to talk about during the holidays. We appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me, Jim. And is it okay if I just call you Chuck instead? By all means. Uh, have, okay. All right. Good. I don't want to have to go through second lieutenant. Okay. All that good stuff. But proud of you and, and your accomplish, accomplishments there. So I didn't want to diminish that. But Chuck, thanks for, for being here with us. Um, holiday safety, a lot to talk about. Uh, we are in that season. But I want to first kind of go something over something that maybe folks kind of heard, kind of glossed over in, in the intro there. You are with Tyson's Urban Team, correct? Fairfax County Police Department. Um, maybe folks like a lot of folks are like me, and they're not necessarily familiar <laughs> or haven't heard of what this Tyson's Urban Team is. Can you give us a little background on that? Sure. This is a team that was created in July of 2013 by Colonel Rossler, our Chief of Police. It was part of his program for to help prepare the county police department for the coming urbanization that's occurring in Tyson's. Hmm. You, you can't drive by the Tyson's area without seeing a crane in a new building right, almost right. every day coming up. And that's changing the way we have to do some of our policing. Hmm. We have five core missions in the Tyson's urban team. We are a bike team. We do get out on bikes in the mm. Tyson's area, okay. specifically just for the Tyson's area as opposed to the neighborhood patrol units that are part of every district station in the county. We are also a selective enforcement team. We're used to target specific problems or issues that occur within the Tyson's area. We are a community policing team. We go out and do presentations on active violence, uh, beating, meetings with businesses, uh, their staff meetings and trainings on safety, mm-hmm. sort of like what we're doing here. Mm, okay. And we also are uh, considered to be a rail team. We spend a lot of time riding on the Silver Line huh. and helping police that. And our fifth core mission that Colonel Rossler charged us with is a retail crime team. This time of year, that's where we put uh, just about all of our eggs at right. this time of year because this is the busiest shopping time of the year. And, and that is obviously because of all the retail establishments in Tyson's. Correct. You've got, <laughs> you've got Tyson's Corner Center, and then right across the street, you've got another shopping mall that a lot of people don't, don't think about, but it's there, and it certainly has a lot of uh, draw, and that's Tyson's Galleria. That's mm. much more high-end retailers there. Those two malls together make the Tyson's area, uh, I believe, it's the fourth largest retail area on the east coast of the United States. Wow. When so, you combine those two malls. Okay. So that means great shopping opportunities for residents and visitors, but also a, a prime target for those that uh, 
would say, would, I would say, have uh, less than good intentions. <laughs> Is that a, a nice way to say a, it? <laughs> absolutely. The, the Tysons area attracts, or attracts people from uh, New York, Florida routinely to, to commit crimes. Mm. We've caught people that have flown in. We've probably over the five years, now going on six, that the team's been in existence. I think we've arrested 24, 26 people from Michigan hmm. that have traveled down in groups of twos or threes and dozens of people from California and we're well over 100 from New York and wow. Florida wow. that travel here specifically to specifically. do retail crime. Wow. I want to talk about specifically some of those retail crimes and what they are, but are there any uh, numbers you're available to share, like how big this Tyson's Urban team is, how many you know staff you have, kind of that kind of thing? We are comprised of seven officers and two supervisors, myself and a sergeant, and we also supervise the two officers that encompass the McLean District Station Shopping Center Unit. Hmm. The McLean Station, Fair Oaks Station, and Franconia Station all have a, a shopping center unit that's made up of a few officers whose sole responsibility is the, the shopping centers. And what, and what do they do with or at the shopping they, centers? It, it varies a little bit on how they operate from each station, sure. but at McLean and Franconia, the officers do spend the vast majority of their time working in plain clothes, mm. um, going out and looking for unusual shopping behavior mm. to uh, help identify thieves, establish relationships with a lot of the stores right. that are there and the, so that the, the merchants for the know smaller who they are. stores, yeah. the, the managers for the larger stores, their uh, loss prevention teams, mm. so that they feel more comfortable sharing information and the flow of information right. is, is a lot smoother. When when you know what I need, it yeah. helps you get it ready right. and you're able to, to give it very quickly right. when a lot of times uh, the need to or the a quick response is what really makes all the difference mm -hmm. to try and mm -hmm. – um, well, these and, and, you know, it works both ways, too. As you said, you know, the, the merchants, I'm the merchant. I know what you look like, so I know I can, you know, see you when you're around and you know me. So if you see a potential problem, you can come to me kind of quietly, those kind of things. Is um, retail theft, is it considered cost of, cost of doing business? I mean, is there a certain amount of that that's just like, eh, it, it happens, Yes, it is. Un unfortunately, the the theft that goes on uh, is in the billions of dollars nationally. Oh my! Oh, okay. Um, yeah. There, yeah. And there's there's two kinds of thefts. There's crimes of need, people that are stealing food because mm -hmm. they can't afford it. Right. There's crimes of opportunity or foolishness, people that just make a a bad decision. High school. Right. Boys and girls on pranks and larks. Mm. And then there is organized retail crime, which right. is what I was referring to yeah. earlier. The groups right. that travel around, rent cars, they'll they'll hit a store, they'll and, and they get to be very um, specific if they like running a particular type of scam. And it doesn't have to be your high end retailers like 
Neiman Marcus, mm-hmm. Saks Fifth Avenue, Bloomingdale's. There are people that target specific other stores like Target, Walmart, things like that, where they know how their cashiers operate. They may have had an inside source or something. They mm-hmm. know how they process requests. If people are buying 100 gift cards or things like that, if they, they steal a credit card and they go to Walmart, how many gift cards can they buy with a stolen credit card wow. before the cashier, yeah. either the register flags loss prevention or the cashier says something's huh. not right here, <laughs> calls over a front-end right. supervisor or manager, things like that. Mm. And then they will travel from store to store to store up and down the East Coast in rental cars. If they are targeting particular brands of merchandise or jackets or things like that, they will um, steal from one store and then move on to the... The next one, when their rental car is full, they'll go to a FedEx (laughs) or a UPS store, box the stuff up, and and ship it back home. If they've got a a distribution network, in the old days, we'd call them a fencing operation. But now, with the internet and apps like uh, Letgo, eBay, and things like that, you can sell these types of things yourself. You have a national audience right Right, now. Right, right. one, one of the things I, I usually preach at this time of year is that if a deal looks too good to be true, mm-hmm. it probably is. Yeah. If the new iPhone Max that retails for 1150 bucks, if somebody is trying to sell it to you new in the box for three or $400, one of two things. It's either stolen, and eventually when you go to register it or, or turn it on, You'll have issues with that, or now we're seeing a lot of counterfeit electronics, mm. both iPhones, iPads, and phones like that. Incredible. I mean, this this concept of, uh, what did you say, organized retail crime and rental cars and driving from out of state, and I mean, it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly kind of blown away right now by, by hearing all this. It is a significant business, and it really doesn't attract a lot of media attention yeah. it's not it's not a glamorous crime it doesn't honestly attract a lot of attention from within the our police department mm. as well it's not um sexy if you right, will right, it's, it's right. not you know uh, we got an armed robber we got a <laughs> bank robber we solved the murder got all these drugs yeah off we the caught street. somebody who stole ten thousand dollars worth of canada goose coats Whoopee. Right. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't attract that kind of attention. But it's things that have to be done. <laughs> Absolutely, because you, I, and everyone else We're paying for pays it. for it right. down downstream. And I've heard, and I don't know if this is true, you know, the, the profits from these illegal operations often fund more harmful illegal operations. Absolutely. The money that these people are making from this they sometimes are uh, part of organized crime families. They mm. can be used to fund terrorism in some cases. Even the money has been traced downstream. There are groups that come in from out of the country. I didn't mention that before. Oh, my. From uh, Russian uh, – or excuse me, Russia and um, other countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had uh, Chinese uh, – 
nationals that have come in that are perpetrating this organized retail crime. Goodness. Romanians, there there are right. a lot of outside the US people that are coming here to an, an equal opportunity this. offender. I, I, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Exactly. Well, I mean as you said what the fourth largest uh, retail operation or something with the with the two malls kind of, shopping area yeah, kind of put together yeah footage. it's 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 a target it's Absolutely. a target so and and you know that's unfortunately economics is is what drives a lot of folks and if they're going to try they're going to try to find a way to uh, to game the system beat the system cheat the system so it, it's good that we have folks like you and the Tyson's urban team to to try to combat that we're talking with second lieutenant chuck riddle uh, again Tyson's urban team part of the Fairfax County Police Department. Uh, we're talking about um, kind of anti-theft and holiday safety, kind of all rolled together. And we've kind of done a little bit with with the Tyson's Urban Team, kind of talking about this big global picture of kind of the the scary stuff out there. I want to leave our listeners knowing what they can do to be prepared, to be safe. Are there things that we can do um, shopping, being at home, other kind of things to make ourselves a little less vulnerable to financial crimes or scams or those other other kind of things? Uh, where, where Absolutely. Do you want to start? Okay. We've seen over the past several years since we've started, and I've kind of, my career has now become a little bit more focused on the retail crime. Mm. When I first started, we used to encounter people with 200, 300, 400 fraudulent credit cards where you would hear about the data breaches that go on right. and the credit card numbers would be stolen. The technology to take that information, if you purchase it or come across it on the dark web or the, the old-fashioned way where a uh, unscrupulous waiter or waitress would take your credit card in the back and mm. they could write down the mm -hmm. numbers on it, and encoding that onto a credit card or any card with a magnetic strip, including the older uh, hotel room cards that have a magnetic strip. Oh, wow. You can buy that equipment and software for under $100 on, no. the, on the web Gosh. and um, re-encode credit cards. That was very rampant. The onset of the chip technology mm. that we now have in our credit cards has kind of changed that a little bit because all the credit card companies now, for the most part in the United States now, are chip compliant for uh, retail purchases, not yet for gas stations, but mm. we're, we're there for any purchase in store. So that means they need to have a chip that works in conjunction with the processing or the credit card processor right. downstream for the transactions to go through. So those kind of data breaches right now, while there are ways to defeat the chip technology, it's not as commonplace or hmm. internet availability. Okay. So thieves are now going old school. That means they want your credit card and they want to get your credit card as quickly as they can, start spending money on it without you being aware that your credit card right, is gone. Right, okay. A, a very common theme that we see at this time of year is men and women in restaurants and things like that. It's a little more crowded, people getting together, mm -hmm. happy hours, holiday parties, chairs are next to each other. It's very common for thieves to now sit back-to-back -back with someone okay. in a not 
not necessarily a, a fast food restaurant, but think right, more, more of more a sit down place, a yeah. middle of a, a sit down restaurant, uh, La Madeline, Panera, things like that with tables and chairs. They back their chair up to a woman who has set her purse over the arm of the mm-hmm. chair back there, and they can just surreptitiously right. reach back, reach in, pull out her wallet, they'll open it up, they'll take a credit card. A lot of times, the, the more savvy ones won't even take the top credit cards. If you right. have multiple right. credit cards Get in the your one in the wallet, back. You're, you probably have, most people have an emergency card or something like that that's further down in the stack. They'll take one or two of those. They'll close up the wallet, slide it back into the purse, get up and go, and then they will either go to a, a very close nearby store right. and make multiple purchases to close out that credit card until they reach the credit limit or the software, which is getting better and better every day, detects unusual purchases and flags the user. A lot of people um, don't have their phone or their credit card accounts set up to give them instant notifications. Most Mm. credit card companies, you can now get notified the instant your card is charged. That's a good tip. That's a good tip. That's something that everyone should set up, and you should pay attention to it when it comes in. A lot of people, myself maybe even (laughs) included, I don't know if my emergency credit card, I've actually taken the time to go in because I don't use it that often. I'm not getting the statement. They no longer mail you a statement like they did 15 years ago for a zero balance every month. Out of sight, out of mind. Newer features. I don't log into their website as often. It's just there for the, you know, when the washing machine breaks or, right. or something exactly. like that. And you don't set it up. So a lot of times the people don't even know that their cards have been yeah. compromised right. like that until the uh, credit the card comes. company right. reaches out to them. <laughs> well, like you said, you know, oftentimes everybody has multiple cards, you know, so the way wallets are, you know, at least mine, I can't have every one in an individual holder so I can see them all. So there's two or three stacked together. And so I only see the one on top. And if the one on top's there, when I open my wallet, everything kind of looks the same. So I have no idea that second or third one back there is gone. That's a great tip you you, you just said there. So yeah. that that's good. That's why the savvy ones yeah. target those because it, it's if they take your primary one, the one you, you use every day, when you go to pay your check, when you're done, you'll notice immediately. And they don't have time to shop. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Spend your money. Um, what are some other things? I, when you were talking about the Tyson's Urban Team and, and being, in pl- uh, being in plain clothes at the retail malls and shopping centers looking for suspicious activity, those kind of things, are there things me as a normal resident when I'm out shopping and I'm, a, I'm at a mall or a shopping center, are there steps I can take to... Uh, help prevent myself from being taken advantage of with either a scam or a a financial crime or holiday crime, something like that? Absolutely. Step one, I'd say, is have a plan when you're going. Know where you're going, what you're planning to do, who you're going to shop for. Uncle Jim, I'm going to go to L.O. Bean. Love some gifts. There there (laughs) you go. I'll I'll get on that as soon as we're done here. Aunt Sally, she wants something from Bath and Body Works. Have a plan and 
so you can not be looking at a paper list or a list on your phone when mm -hmm. you're out shopping. You want to be aware of your surroundings. Okay. It's very easy to fall into a trap of, of looking at your phone constantly mm -hmm. and checking things off your list or things like that. If you're going to do something like that, if you need to get into your phone, you should for your own safety and the safety of the other shoppers, you should not do it while you're walking. Yeah, yeah. Put your back to a wall, put your packages down between your legs, then get your phone out, make your notes, make your list, check it twice, all those good things, and then get back and continue walking. Okay. There's We see a lot of package theft or bag theft this time of year, not just from within vehicles, but from in the stores, if you're not paying attention to what you're doing as you're shopping mm. and you've already got the, the L.L. Bean fleece and the bag of the right. soaps and whatnot, and then you stop in Macy's to look for something else and you're setting those. But oh, that this down, would be great for right. me and it's on sale and you're setting them down. You're picking up your the sweatshirt and looking in the mirror or something like that and you turn away from them. There are... People that are searching for crimes of opportunity mm. daily in shopping malls. This is the time of year for them to do that. There are more people constantly more opportunities in there. For them, yeah. The stores have more merchandise. Uh, compared to when I was growing up, there always used to be stock in the back. Stores <laughs> right. had right. bigger back rooms sometimes, it seemed, than they actually had display. I think we've gone 180 degrees now. They want to have everything out on the floor because they aren't going to sell it in the back room. Right. Makes sense right. to right. a non-retail right. <laughs> marketing expert there, but that means the store, the tables and the racks, You it's some tight. of the bigger yep. stores, it's very mm -hmm. congested and people are getting by. So it's very easy for two or three people to go by you. You've set your bags down. You may even think you're keeping your eye on them, but they're maneuvering you through and they'll pick up one of your bags and go. And, and if you have three or four, you may not even realize one right. is missing. Should we go into a store, make our purchase, then go carry that to the car, and then come back and do more shopping in another store? If, if you get a several items or something that is particularly uh, – valuable, say you're buying someone a new Surface Pro or iPad or a laptop or something like that, I would recommend that would be your last stop in the store. Mm. Or you do as you just suggested. You buy it, you take it to the car, you keep your head up when you're walking right. into the parking lot. You're not on your phone. You're not doodling around. You have your keys ready. If it's a, a valuable item, I'd even have my, my go so far as to have my thumb on the emergency button, the, the panic indicator right. or something like that. Fairfax County is a very safe area, but there are crimes that do occur, snatch and grabs. Mm -hmm. um, they could either be a larceny from a person or a robbery if, if you end up struggling yeah. with the person. Those, unfortunately, those do happen. Right. And, in every city right. and town in the U.S. So lock up your valuables in the trunk? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, I like to tell people that if anyone looks in your car, it should look like it just came off the showroom floor. Hmm. Car mats, and that's it. 
not even a charging cord, no coin in the Not even a fast food wrapper? <laughs> garbage is a little uh, less okay. enticing All to right. people. But if there's food items in there, you, depending on who is looking, a lot of times mm. we have um, what we call car hoppers, people that are going from car to car looking for unlocked doors or things like that. Some of them are a little less fortunate. And mm. we have seen cases where people have broken in for food or groceries that's right. visible in right. the or in even the just the part. loose or even just the loose spare chains that you keep in your open ashtray that and, people don't use ashtrays anymore. They use them for a coin. <laughs> and, absolutely. They they may not necessarily break into cars for something like that, but the the number of people that don't lock their cars on a daily basis or lock their homes I shocks just, me as a I police officer. I can't understand it, yeah. I, I, I've lived in Fairfax County my entire life, and I've locked the door from as soon as my mom and dad could teach me how to do it Absolutely. up through today. So yeah. a guest comes in, I close the door and lock it. It's yeah. just a matter Absolutely. of habit. Um, you know, with the end of daylight saving time, it's it's dark early now. How about... How about uh, nighttime darkness, that kind of thing, parking garages, parking lots, you know, oftentimes parking lots are huge and you can't find a spot right up front. Any safety tips, anything we should consider at night when it's dark? Try and park in a well-lit area. Mm -hmm. If you do have your choice of parking spaces, look for a street lamp or a uh, any type of area. Mm. Closer is better, both for walking, carrying your treasures back to your vehicle. But uh, you want to try and avoid remote areas, dark areas. If you see street lights that are, uh, or parking lot lights that are burned out, it you may behoove you if you're doing a lot of shopping to continue circling till you find a spot in another location. Mm-hmm. You want to be alert anytime you're out in the parking lots, whether you're going in or coming out, but especially when you're coming out, when you're carrying packages to keep your head up, Hmm. watch what you're doing, and watch for people that are behaving uh, unusual Hmm. or someone who is lurking around. Right. Yeah, if that uh, that little bit of hair on the back of your neck kind of bristles up a little bit, it's like... Pay attention. You know, maybe maybe that's telling you something. Absolutely. And if if your um, spider sense is going <laughs> off like that, then it may be worthwhile to turn around and go back into the mall. Most of the, all of the larger shopping centers around have uh, security there, and they will uh, gladly escort you mm-hmm. to your vehicle Great. if you feel unsafe. And certainly, if you do see something that makes you feel unsafe, there is a um, car that's following you, but there are plenty of other parts. As you're carrying your packages, but there are other parking spaces, Mm. and they're not trying to hone in on your one space that you're about to vacate, or you see somebody who's standing off to the side watching you, or people that are overtly um, suspicious, uh, hoods up if it's not terribly cold, sunglasses on, things Mm. like that, by all means report it to security and report it to the police department. Mm. We, We can't be everywhere 
and we count on the public to be our eyes and ears out there. If something doesn't look right to you, and I'll emphasize this, especially in your neighborhood or Mm -hmm. in your place of employment, if there's somebody hanging around the lobby of your office building that doesn't look right, it, it's probably not right. right. Give us a call and let us check it out. Right. And if it's nothing in an innocuous situation, we'll check it out and be on our way. No harm, no foul. Right. We don't tell people who call in the suspicious complaints. But a lot of times when you feel something's not right, your instincts are usually correct. Right. Okay. I'm telling you a lot of great information here. This is one I'm going to have to go back and actually listen to again so that I can catch all this good stuff. Chuck, thank you so much for being here. Final 15, 20 seconds. Any final thought, anything I haven't asked you that you were like, oh, I need to I need to say this. I need the listeners to remember this. Just give you the final word here as we wrap up. It's the festive time of year. Everyone should go out and enjoy the holidays. But please keep your eyes and ears open and help us catch the people that are on Santa's naughty list. All right. That's great. Chuck, thank you so much. Second Lieutenant Chuck Riddle, Tyson's Urban Team. That's the uh, lead entity for the county's Christmas anti-theft team. That's with Fairfax County's Police Department. A lot of great information. So again, Chuck, thank you. If you want to find uh, more uh, public safety information, fairfaxcounty.gov slash police. You can also do fairfaxcounty.gov and uh, do a search for uh, holiday safety tips and that kind of good information. If you want to get more Fairfax County news and events, you can find that at fairfaxcounty.gov slash news. And you can also call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329. Weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. Thanks for joining us on the County Conversation, which is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia government.